0: High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
1: School is out and it's Friday night. I'm all wrapped up and I feel alright. Palo Alto, Malibu. This is all we want to do. I'm at the high school, baby, younger.
2: Welcome,
3: my people from Manhattan, my people from Brooklyn, my people from Staten Island, my people from Queens, even my people from Dallas today. But a special shout out to my people from the Bronx. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where we and some friends back at our teenage years, through the lens of some iconic high school centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session and we have some homework to chat about. This is was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. Oh, and of course, a special shout out to my fellow Dominicans and Dominican-Americans out there. What's up? This is a Dominican-centric episode, and you might be wondering, once again, I've been bad lately, but once again, Brian, what the hell? Why is school still in session? This is Friday night. Well, whatever. This is when Dominicans like to party, okay? And happy Friday the 13th. We have a special spooky-ish kind of film for you on Friday the 13th, and honestly, I've had more Friday the 13th luck. We had some audio issues. Basically, I recorded on Zoom, and the Zoom didn't record properly. I had to pull stuff from the video recording. Whatever. You probably won't even notice, but if you do, I apologize, and if you don't, then forget I said it. (laughs) And of course, today... Two of my cousins are here, and you know one of them is Cousin Pumpkin, returning from the Goofy Movie episode and the episode on kids. Happy to have him here. And my other guests, happy to have him. First time on the podcast. That's Mr. Michael Conrad. Michael Tavares, All the way from Dallas. He's got a cool new pop-up, Dominican Street Food. He's going to talk about it here on this podcast. And today we talk about a film, and I hope you did your homework and you watched it, we talk about a film called Vampires vs. the Bronx. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, press pause, watch it, come back to me. I highly recommend watching it because this show is all about it, but it's also about a lot of cool things like family and culture. This is just a couple cousins vibing, three cousins vibing, really. And it was so, I don't know, an awesome experience to talk to two of some of my favorite cousins here, and I hope you enjoyed the episode as well. But of course, we've got to talk about some other homework. Wherever you're listening right now, please hit that subscribe button, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, ugh, I always mess that up. Sorry, it's Google Podcasts now. Google Podcasts, which I actually really like. I'm not an iPhone user. I know. I know. But I've been using Google Podcasts. It's not like a plug from them. I highly recommend it. They really reformatted everything. Anyway, yeah. Your homework, of course, while you're there, hit that subscribe button. And also, write us a review, a positive review, please. And if you can, give us a five-star rating. All that helps the algorithm that makes High School Slumber Party get into more ear holes, people. Oh, and one more thing you can do, tell a friend about High School Slumber Party. And if this is the first time you're here, I welcome you to the zaniness that is this weirdo podcast where a grown man talks about high school films. And if this is not your first time here, thank you for coming back. And I'm happy I didn't scare you away. (laughs) Hopefully I won't scare you away today, or hopefully my cousins won't scare you away. They've done that to people in the past. (laughs) I kid, I kid. So, one more thing I wanted to mention. If you had the audacity to skip Monday's episode, shame on you. I know you probably see Lifetime. Ugh, she's too young. What's that about? Ugh. But Joe, too, he brings us these Lifetime films. He's a great guest, and we have so much fun talking about them that it's worth it every lifetime film he's brought us has been hilarious everyone who's listened has said it was an awesome episode i want you to check it out as well remember you can find our archive at cageclub.me that's cageclub.me the flagship whoa whoa whoa. come on the bell doesn't dismiss you i dismiss you but i know i kept you late today so let's do it without further ado pack your favorite jammies Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. And I know I'm going to get killed for this pronunciation. But let's leave you with Monchi and Alexandria. Monchi y Alexandria. Ugh, I'm so bad. (laughs) Sorry. I think my Spanish is good. My accent is terrible. So it embarrasses me. But the song is Dos Locos from the soundtrack of Vampires vs. the Bronx. Hope you're dancing to this one. Class dismissed. This is a happy episode, this is a little family reunion this episode Uh, I'm really excited to talk this movie Let's first talk to our returning guest You've become fairly popular lately on the podcast Going by your pseudonym, Cousin Pumpkin So, Cousin Pumpkin, why don't you introduce yourself? Do you remember how to introduce yourself?
2: Uh, I should, but I don't I I think it's like, what, it's the high school you went to? Your name, your high school, your high school team name And graduating
3: year of that high school
2: Oh, yeah Come on, you guys already know me. It's Cousin Pumpkin, Manchester, class of 2011. Go Hawks, always and
3: forever. (laughs) You're a popular guy in this podcast for a couple reasons. You you were on our kids episode, but you were also on our Goofy movie episode where we announced what tattoo. Well, we didn't announce it there. We had the runoff. Yeah, but you are going. That was crazy. the, The Slumbers want to know, Cousin Pumpkin. Have you gotten the tattoo yet? Do you have the, the Goofy Movie tattoo that you promised uh, all my listeners that you would get?
2: No, I do not have it yet. But take all your pressure towards Brian because I told him from the beginning I will put zero effort into this. You
3: did say that. And it is all on him. So I don't even know if this man is familiar with this, but before we introduce you... I don't know if you know this, but Pumpkin agreed to all my listeners to get a tattoo for whatever they voted for for the film A Goofy Movie. So now he will permanently scar his body with something from a Goofy movie. Max's power lines. So, yeah. I mean, I have to applaud you for that effort for what you did for this show. You know, without further ado, though, we have a third guest. I didn't. I don't know if we would make it possible, but we did. Why don't you introduce yourself, third guest? <laughs> Did you get the gist? I think, I think I got it. I might miss something, but
0: here we go. My name is Michael Tavares, West Hempstead High School, graduating class of 2005, I think. Damn, I haven't thought about that in a while. Um, <laughs> we're but, getting uh, old. Let's we're getting go Rams. 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 You were the Rams. What yeah, were your colors? I mean, uh, gold and black. All right, I can respect that.
3: You know, we're happy to have you on. We'll talk about the movie a little bit later. But when this movie first debuted on Netflix, I'm like, I got to talk about it. I hadn't seen it yet, though. I kind of teased through the slumbers out there that it was something I wanted to do, but I hadn't seen yet. And you were one of the people, Michael, who came up to me and were like, not came up, messaged me. And were like, yo, have you seen this movie? It's got a lot of Dominicans in it. And I'm like, fuck, we got to talk about this movie. So we can't have a Dominican movie without Cousin Pumpkin. And then I said, You were the one who introduced it to me. So let's have a cousin reunion. So, FYI out there, we are all cousins. So this is a this is going to be a fun episode. But Michael, Pumpkin's already been on, so we're going to talk to you a little bit, a little bit more before we get into the film. First time guest, new guest. We always ask this question: What were you like in high school? What was your high school experience like? High school a little different than the persona you adopted in your later in your later years, first in New York, then in Dallas. So tell our listeners what you were like in high school. I've been very curious to you know, know the answers to the question. <laughs> by the way, it's actually funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a completely
0: different person after high school and during high school. During high school, I would say I was more of a quiet person, not really out there like crazy, but everybody knew me. I had friends at all different cliques, but never really hung out with a specific group. It was just, you know, like, yeah, they they knew me, I knew them, but I never really got associated with a specific clique. Maybe it's because uh You know, growing up Dominican, our strict parents didn't let us do anything. Uh, Yeah, school bell rings at two forty-five. I had to be home at two (laughs) fifty. So, you know, once I was let out of high school and went on my own, things changed a little bit. In what way? Uh, We we want (laughs) to (laughs) know. More active, you know, just uh, more out there. You know, I guess you know, meeting a lot more people, making a lot more friends, trying to figure out who I really like. To hang out with, and yeah, that's
3: it. Don't be bashful. Just admit that you were king of the New York club scene for years with your alter ego Suave, and then later Suave died, and Michael Conrad emerged. And <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I was a
2: prodigy of Suave, so oh, I appreciated no. it. I loved <laughs> everything that Suave was
3: about. Some people say you made Pumpkin. Some people say you ruined Pumpkin. It depends on the opinion.
2: Hey, it depends who's uh, who's looking in the window. Hey, all I say is look at my man today.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I remember going to some of your uh, promoted club events back in the day. And yeah, you know, having a good time, whatever. And seeing Pumpkin as like a... I feel like you were like a seventeen-year-old. I was not seventeen. <laughs> you were pretty young. You were pretty. Young. I mean, I wasn't of
2: age, but I wasn't seventeen.
3: <laughs> maybe eighteen, maybe nineteen. I don't know. You were in the club, as the youngest person there, and you're like checked shirt. You're like, "Yo, it's good." But it was like, shouldn't you be in school right now, son?
2: I was. I was in Suave School. <laughs> <laughs> he was.
0: He was actually in training. You know, before he was twenty-one. You know, he needed to see what life was going to be like at 21. But, yeah, you know, he got that early training at <laughs> Suave Masterclass.
3: You want not even go back to DR. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on for sure. But, of course, your journey took you from New York to Dallas. And that's another reason why I wanted to have you on because, well, I mean, especially lately, I, I want you to talk about a little bit more, you know, that move to Dallas. And maybe, you know, I don't know if people know out there that yes there's a lot of dominicans in new york we're all dominican if i haven't made that clear yet and you see a lot of dominican culture one of the few movies i've ever seen the show dominican culture here in vampires rest the bronx a lot latin people are not a monolith you know, there are Latin people everywhere, but they're not the same. Dominicans are mostly in New York, maybe Florida, obviously Dominican Republic. But there's a very small community in Dallas. But it's a community you didn't even know till recently. I guess, can you speak more to the Dominican culture you grew up with? And what was it like to move to Dallas and almost see none of that?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I moved here four years ago from New York. You know, started realizing that there is absolutely no dominican food here there was absolutely no dominican culture that i knew of um i couldn't find anything not even uh you know things as simple that we are used to like a dominican barbershop like you go to the supermarket, you can't find plantains you can't find the stuff that we're used to you know that's just that's just there that you know took for granted now that i live here that i have to search for or get it shipped in or but what's cool is um we started this pop-up restaurant uh picadera out here out of necessity for dominican food out here because there is none so i thought i was gonna have to teach people that lived here how uh dominican culture is what kind of food it is explain to them what they were eating etc and that was not the case uh the first event there was a line around the block with a ton of dominicans and i was literally in shock i was like where do you guys live where are you (laughs) hiding like what is going on you know and everyone's like looking and asking the same on the line everyone's like asking each other where do you live like i didn't know there was other dominicans here but you know the thing is is that there really isn't a lot but there are some and we just all come together at this event that we do weekly and it's been awesome where I started a food pop-up. It's becoming more about the culture now, you know, about our Dominican heritage.
3: And, And I think it's amazing. And we're all so proud of you here for a lot of reasons, but part of the reason I think it's amazing and especially related to, ironically, a film like vampires vs. the Bronx is like, I mean, you might have heard this out there guys but dominicans like to party nah and like <laughs> whether it's in your neighborhood or a block party or for us i think it was like family parties like these parties were so important and it's something i think we took for granted maybe growing up i mean we still have them here but you're out there and i could imagine not having these party elements but you've almost created like you've absorbed all the dominicans in the dallas fort worth area to create your own kind of like block parties at your events and i think that's that's so amazing because again it's not an area that has you know a, a big percent percentage of dominicans i would say mostly the latin people there are mexican correct
0: yeah that is correct a lot of mexican uh salvadorian as well but definitely not dominican
3: (laughs) (laughs) but but you've been able to like create this beacon for them to just all come to an area and kind of like you know probably replicate the block parties or, or the family parties that happen to from where they originally lived whether it be in Dominican republic or you know, if they came from way of New York or, or, or wherever, and you know that that's something pretty awesome. It's something when I watch this movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of what you're doing over there, minus the vampires, obviously. Well, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know.
0: A lot of them are actually coming from New York and New Jersey, and you know, a couple from Florida, which is great. But the majority is definitely coming from New York.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to have that experience. The other thing I was going to say too, I think, uh, you know, let's be honest, we needed you on this podcast as well because you know we're all cousins, we all grew up together, but but, like, you're the one of us who grew up speaking Spanish. And I, I think most in, in the culture than us. Not that we weren't in the culture. We're What are you trying to say, to say about me? You know what I'm saying. Que lo que,
2: que lo
1: que.
0: Right? My <laughs>
2: handle is dirty underscore Dominican. <laughs> trying to call me out, my fraudulent. Over I... I have a Malta bottle tattooed on me.
3: That's a Yoohoo bottle.
2: I'm the only one here with something Dominican on right now, okay? He,
3: he is also
0: the best dancer
2: out of the three of us. Oh, I definitely would agree with that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but my Spanish is probably the worst out of the three of us. Yeah.
3: I remember your dad, Pumpkin, one time he came to where I was working, and I had a Dominican flag in my office, and he was like, why, why do you have that? You're not Dominican. You grew up here. How often do you go there? Like, he
2: was, like, ripping me. It's so funny that you say that because, like, the thing he's probably most proud of about me is that I'm the most Dominican out of his kids. (laughs) You know? I can see
1: that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's a fun relationship with culture and stuff. But the two of you have to agree. I'll ask the both of you. How many movies in your life, like, American movies... Have you seen with Dominican characters
2: American movies?
0: I would say, well, now this one.
2: This is <laughs> the so, only one. Like Sankey Panky don't count. Yeah. <laughs> Does Asuka
3: count? Yeah, sugar. I mean sugar that, that counts. counts. That counts. So indie film, about a baseball player.
2: Okay. Well, that one I saw, but I doubt like anyone else saw it. Yeah, what's that, uh, now well, he wasn't a main character, but, uh, that baseball movie. When
3: he, <laughs> of course, another baseball
2: movie. And <laughs> he comes in, and he's, like, 40, he's, like, in his 30s, and it's, like, he has the passport, and it's like, I'm 13. It's just a piece of paper that just says, I'm 13. I don't like, know, but And he's, funny. like, pitching. Gosh,
3: that like, Bad like a New true bears Or something, or,
2: like, warmers.
3: Oh, warmers maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Psh, Come on, and you're on Fast and the Furious. Who, who's, who's Dominican in Fast and the Furious? Um... Gosh, they had, didn't they have, like, Winston and Yandel in, like, Seven? No. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, they, they had they, Dominicans on they there. They had
3: Romeo Santos,
0: like, briefly in one. But Here's the thing. You guys are talking about, like, one Dominican in Oh, country. yeah, yeah. No, no. We're <laughs> <Like it's definitely laughs> talking a... about the difference in movies of, like, what we're comparing New York to Dallas to, right? So I got one Dominican here, and there's five million in New <laughs> York.
2: You know what, though? You can say this about Dominicans. I don't care what city we go to. I always find a Dominican. We everywhere.
0: At least one. I'll tell you one thing since I've moved here in the last year. So they're moving here like crazy within the last year to year and a half. I don't know if there's a bulletin out there or what's going on. Maybe it's your food. Maybe it's the food you're making. That'd be nice to think, but uh, there's no way in hell. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, everyone that we asked, like our customers, they're like within the last year, within the last couple of months, maybe a year
3: and a half for the most part. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that's super awesome. But, you know, for film, representation is so important. I mean, a, a lot of communities talk about representation. And yes, there is Latin representation more and more in films. But it's rarely Dominican representation. So to see uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx and to see what's happening here, I think it's it maybe maybe we like it more than i don't know i'd have to ask other people but like to see that you're like oh shit you know like just like someone killing someone with adobo is just like amazing to see (laughs) oh my gosh that was
2: my favorite part of that entire movie (laughs) i don't know this movie had so many things for me oh no but i thought about another movie la mariposa That's a pretty big movie. That's all based, like, in Dominican culture. That was based in DR. That's
3: only a big movie because only Dominican people have seen that movie. I
2: was shown that by my Spanish teacher, who was
3: white, okay? (laughs) Oh, fair, fair. But we're not talking about, like... Yeah, but I feel like
2: if you're into film, you know that movie.
3: Fair, but let's say you're Italian, right? We all grew up with Italians. How many movies do Italians have? Well, you know what? We're working our way
2: up there now. hopefully hopefully. italians
3: have been here long and no criticism to italian movies i love the godfather i love goodfellas you know i love i love uh bronx tale you know i'm not saying it's a bad thing but it's nice to finally see as someone who loves films i've filmed podcasts obviously oh shit here's a movie with dominican people
0: well that's that's kind of the expression that i had and as soon as i finished watching it that's why i texted you i was like have you seen this yet (laughs) it wasn't about really the movie it was just like the way it started, and there was like one Dominican, and I was like, Oh, and it says Dominican, what was it? Dominican hair salon, or yeah, something. yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like all Dominicans are popping out left and right. I'm like, Wait, what's going on here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Never
0: seen this before in a movie, and this is on Netflix.
2: Was it like also that for you with New York, though? Just seeing New York, like being in Dallas, you know, for so long.
0: I mean, it was
1: cool
2: to see New York and see the Bronx and
0: just seeing the Dominican businesses and all that stuff. And then obviously the, you know, the point of the movie, uh, you know, what's going on up there and everything. I don't know if we're getting into that yet, but we should start talking about education and things going on there.
2: I mean, that was like kind of obvious going into the movie. I mean, once I watched the preview, I knew exactly what it was about. You caught on at the preview. I didn't No,
0: me a while. Like once, once I started seeing the real estate, you know, company coming into play and then, vampires and i was like wait the vampires are the people who are taking over our city you know (laughs) where the dominicans are taking over our businesses gentrifying you know there's the metaphor i don't
2: know if it maybe it's just because like it's literally happening in front of our eyes like where we live right now up in Inwood over here
3: i bet you I don't know how many Dominican people listen to this podcast, but I bet you some Dominican people to be like, "Oh, what posers!" Oh, I,
2: I mean, I agree with. That. I mean, I wouldn't like. I don't know how I feel about it because, like, you know, I'm. You, I mean, you guys know me. I moved from South Jersey in the suburbs, and like the way you talk about Dallas right now, and like Dominican culture and food and stuff. That was me for like 26 years down there by myself. You
3: know, like let's be honest. Like as Dominicans we are, we live in a pretty Dominican neighborhood. You and I, pumpkin, mm-hmm. but I'm here. On this Zoom call, drinking a craft beer, you're drinking a White Claw, you know. Hi, hi. <laughs> Michael, you're drinking a craft beer. I've got a craft beer with a, with a sloth on the... On you the know game. what?
2: I feel like you can't really come at me. Would you be surprised if I rolled up a Presidente, though? No, but I drink Presidente, too. If it wasn't such a big Mets day, and I won't go into that, just... it's You know, not the time or place, but <laughs> go Mets. I would be rocking my ogulus jersey right now.
3: And I get it. No, and you're proud of your culture. I'm proud of my culture, too. But on the other hand, you know, you and I didn't grow up in the Bronx. Like, uh, no, I think the best way to describe it is
2: we never told you this story. We went out to eat in our neighborhood and it's like a, a, a Dominican place, you know, kind of. And we ordered. Uh, the lady was explaining like what the Tones was to us. Like <laughs> oh she was like, God. you know, it's like, it's, uh, you know, like the green banana. It's a plantain. And then they cut it and they mash it and they deep fried it. So like. After that, I was like, I have to order something in Spanish. I was like, let me get the maludo. <laughs> like, get out of spite. <laughs> but if you look at us, you're not going to think we're Dominican. Was the waitress Dominican? Yeah. 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 The establishment was Dominican.
3: Anytime yeah. we go out to eat in and our own like, neighborhood. This is like
2: two blocks from our apartment. Well, that's funny. People do that to me. You know, I get, I get a lot of
0: Dominicans that, that try to question me at my own (laughs) pop-up oh yeah they don't believe i'm dominican and you're trying to make money on our shit right now (laughs) you know how i had the name michael conrad Mm -hmm. well they did their research and they were like michael conrad that's not dominican (sighs) i said that's that's my middle name
2: like conrad yes dad's name but his name is conrado (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well didn't someone advise you to to go with tavera's
0: I had to put it up there,
2: you know what I mean? Because they were questioning me. They wouldn't believe me. I'm like,
0: all right, whatever. I had to pull
2: out my New York license with my with my name <laughs> on it just to I, show them. I think you look more Hispanic than the three of us. I mean, Brian, definitely the least. <laughs> That's easy. Me right now, no. But if I get a shape up, you know, clean up a little bit. <laughs> Two things
3: I want to mention from that before we get into the movie, because I definitely want to talk uh, about the movie. I, I do want to congratulate you for not just what you've done, but you just reminded me of something because what i is referring to. I remember you sent me, you're like, oh, I just got these business cards, and it says Michael Conrad. I'm like, shouldn't this be the time that you actually use your last name because it's value? You're like, fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if I ever change that, wait, oh, yeah, I'm looking at one right now. I did, I did. Nice, nice, good, yeah, okay. <laughs> but just to compliment you, I, and I want to make this clear to the listeners. COVID, it's been a horrible time. We've all been in our apartments pretty much or or our homes and trying to make the most of it. You obviously, you know, have your job, you have your business, but while a lot of us were just, for me, drinking beer, recording podcasts, you actually took this time to finally accomplish your empanada dream. And I mean, 90% of this business, 99% of this business for you was built during COVID. I know you always had talked about it when we were in Asheville, you were like these empanadas... Suck! I want to make better empanadas than this. They <laughs> but, did. They did. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I mean, you used this time, and not to make you listeners out there feel guilty, but you used the time when you were alone in your home to craft this business, and it's booming now. So, just congratulations on that, because I think all of us wished we took the time and and followed our dreams with it. You know. <laughs> no, yeah, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I was getting bored.
0: I'm sure you guys saw a bunch of my stupid videos and me trying to do stupid things and, you know, one day I was just like, you know, this is the perfect time to finish this. You know, so I started messing with logos, websites, the whole nine yards, you know, asking you for a lot of uh, feedback as well. But yeah, I mean, took the time to make it happen and here we are. I mean, it's been an unbelievable couple of months you know, during the toughest time where other restaurants are closing. I was able to Open one up, you know. Essentially, we're a pop up. Obviously, I don't have a physical spot, but the love for breweries—I don't know if you talk about breweries on your podcast a lot, but Not I enough. To find my love for breweries plus a passion of bringing Dominican street food to Dallas together, and it's the best thing I've ever done. And now, meeting new friends and have a ton of friends that I never thought I'd have.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I wish I could talk more about my love for breweries here. I've talked more about it on our sister podcast, My Friends podcast foodie films with kyle reinfried which you gotta go on you gotta go on his show
0: yes i've been meaning to uh this little lost for a couple months and we now found it so we will schedule that
3: oh nice nice great but yeah i mean the one thing i want to say about that is you better be saving some craft brews for me next time i go to dallas because yeah i mean i want some i want to reap some of your craft brew benefits that's for sure oh yeah we definitely have some benefits and
0: you know we've we found new spots that either recently opened up or or spots that I haven't been to before that we've set up at that are definitely really cool and I think you would enjoy.
3: We want to do a live show in Dallas. Where, where, where cousin Pumpkin offers to tattoo himself with something else. No, 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 no. As, see, uh, see, uh, now we
2: have to start a whole. I started a tradition. Here <laughs> we go. Anytime a cousin gets on, they have to get a you know a new tattoo for the show, and the fans got to vote.
3: No, I want you to get more tattoos. I want no, you to. No, 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 no.
2: I mean, these are my people. You don't know the whole story. You, you know how this happened, Michael? How? You know how Brian is always like, will you do this for $5,000 oh, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you know, will you, I don't know, I'm trying to be like PG, but they're usually not PG. That's how it happened. Whoa, whoa,
3: don't blow up my spot here.
2: And he was just like, uh, would you get a tattoo, because I was talking about the Goofy movie, and he was like, would you get a tattoo from, something from the Goofy movie if I paid for it? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? That was before I was even on the podcast or anything. Wow. That's how it happened, (laughs) but i'm, so, I'm actually kind of upset that you agreed to something and you didn't get it done yet that's not on me I, got, I told them from day one i was like i'm putting zero effort into this you're got, paying for it you're finding the co- artist just tell me the
3: time and day they this closed shit. tattoo shops for a while but we're good we're back on track oh, yes yeah, okay. so this started before covid and i found a couple places so last thing before we dive into the movie i forgot to ask you this but i thought about this because i actually uh was up in salem with your brother and, you know, there's a lot of Hocus Pocus sites there. You know, my wife was very happy to see him. His wife was very happy to see them. And your brother was like, I never saw any of these movies as a kid. What the hell? I don't really care what this is. So I wanted to ask you, like, did you grow up watching any teen movies? And, and if so, or kids movies like that? Or like, And if so, like, what were your favorites? And if not, I totally understand.
0: Yeah, so um, Jen, my fiance, you know, she grew up watching all these classics and all these movies. And she's always reciting the words to every one of these movies. And I'm like, w- what is this? She goes, are you serious? Seen this. And I'm like, no, I was watching novelas. Like that's, that's, that's all I saw. You know, what <laughs> so my parents had me watching. So, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I don't have any experience with uh, those childhood movies. Everyone has. I
2: figured, I figured. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Yeah, I have that same thing with like music. If I didn't grow up where I grew up, I would definitely know way less music. Like Saturday mornings, they cleaning the house, Spanish music is blasting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know like any
3: classic rock, like AC/DC, Queen. I learned that all like after high school. <laughs> yeah,
1: same
0: here.
3: So I, I think the the moral is the three of us we can get along in every American style conversation or whatever. But at the heart of it, you know, we are Dominican Americans. We have our culture. And that's the culture we definitely learned first in all our lives, you know, to varying degrees. So that's why seeing this movie, Vampires vs. the Bronx, was just, again, I was so happy watching it for so many things. And I can understand why some people might not be fans of it. Maybe they don't get everything. Maybe they do. I don't know. But it's definitely something I wanted to talk about with with Dominicans, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know if I would be that attracted
0: to the movie if I'm A, not from New York, or B, not Dominican. Right?
2: I feel like you might just feel that way because we're older watching it now. Like yeah, I mean, feel like, like if you I were mean, like, then, a teenager, but what's the difference from like, you, well, you didn't watch them as a kid, but like you, you obviously watched a lot of teenage movies as a kid that assimilated more towards American culture. And But I still life. grew up
0: in American culture. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying essentially she's not Dominican and uh her take on the movie was that you know she goes oh that was cute <laughs> you know so that's not my explanation of the movie like i was more hyped than her because i was like oh look, that's fair so much of dominicans everywhere that's fair
3: <laughs> so let's talk about a little bit more about the movie every week i read the back of the vhs back of the dvd but this is a netflix movie I got to read the Netflix summary and notoriously Netflix has the shortest summaries for anything because I want you to watch a trailer, but look at Netflix next time when you want to watch a movie and it's like a girl goes into a cottage, you know, and that's what it is. So here's the uh, summary for vampires vs. the Bronx via Netflix. Three gutsy kids from a rapidly gentrifying Bronx neighborhood stumble upon a sinister plot to suck all the life from their beloved community. Yeah, that's it no that is it yeah remember remember when you used to buy like or get like a tape or a dvd and there was like five paragraphs or something yeah they don't do that anymore fyi (laughs) so uh in terms of this film just a little bit of background obviously it came out this year 2020 I want to talk a little bit about the director. I don't know much about him, but I looked him up. Um, his name is Oz Rodriguez or Osmani. Osmani Rodriguez. Osmani. What a Dominican name, right?
2: That's the first thing I thought when I've when I've read his name.
3: So he's actually a Dominican. Director and uh, for SNL and a lot of TV stuff, which is rare to see. You don't see too many Dominican directors for TV. So this movie was produced actually by Lauren Michaels, who is the famed producer for Saturday Night Live, which is you know, like I said, pretty amazing that you get like the backing of Lauren Michaels. But you could tell that he has some Hollywood backing. This isn't like a straight up just random independent film like pumpkin you were showing me they showed a film on dykeman street the other day that was like a dominican horror film that like that was straight up i'm still upset we didn't go i didn't know
2: i had a wedding i had an excuse but <laughs> you had no excuse you're the original hipster you're supposed to go to those things no
3: i didn't even know okay you told me so you're the hipster but yeah it was cool to see like lauren michaels back something like this and i'm curious if uh Az rodriguez here is going to get some more I don't know, opportunities to direct things. I'd love to see it. Because, you know, this was a film for Netflix that they released Halloween time. I hope it did well. I'm not too sure. But again, cool to see. Cool to see it got a Netflix release because let's be honest, it's COVID times. But if this movie went into the theater, I don't think anyone's watching this because it wouldn't have gotten released in too many things. But for the Netflix release, come on, everyone has Netflix. So it was cool to see that. And I hope people who have no idea what the Bronx is even like watched this movie and for the record the three of us don't live in the bronx have never lived in the bronx you and i pumpkin live what 10 blocks from the bronx maybe
2: yeah maybe i was like i was gonna say even yeah all right yeah that's what i'm thinking maybe even less even
3: less so we know the bronx we know the bronx well um i don't think again any of our families have lived in the bronx but i think they've lived in similar neighborhoods even though it was the bronx it reminded me a lot of washington heights that's fair to say
2: yeah, but I, I would just say just in New York in general. Yeah, it was a lot of Dominican, but like I guess the culture in the New York that we saw was even whether it was in Queens
3: versus the Bronx. I agree. So our lead here, his name is Jaden Michael, at least his acting name. He hasn't been in much. And he played Miguel Martinez, and he's the Dominican kid in the bunch. Gerald Jones third played Bobby Carter, who is the black kid in the bunch. And Gregory Diaz played Luis who was the, the nerdy Puerto Rican kid. And I loved him. I loved him. And he's actually making a lot of moves. He was in the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He's going to be in the In the Heights movie, which they shot down the road from us yeah. in our neighborhood. When I said yeah, down the road from yeah, us, a block from us. Well, that one
2: that one bodega they like redid and everything, right? You said in yeah. the diner, too, no?
3: Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He wrote In the Heights. I saw In the Heights on Broadway when it first came out. And that's going to be another one where we're going to feel like, yeah, for representation. It's not a high school movie, but whatever. And he went into our neighborhood and, or he and the producers, they shot in a lot of locations. And once they shot there, they gave them money to renovate and actually like gut the entire places out. So like the diner, as you said, is yeah. really nice. Some of the bodegas, they got it out and they're really nice now. So it was very cool that they did that. But looking forward to him in, in, in the Heights. That even
2: goes into like kind of what this movie's kind of about within even like real life things, you know, like this neighborhood's getting gentrified and this guy decided to make a film here and actually invest into the, you know, establishments that are already inside of the community. Which is cool.
3: For sure. Want to mention a couple other actors, too, here. How weird was it seeing Method Man as the Catholic priest here, Father Jackson? Like, I was like, is that is that Method Man? I didn't even realize
2: that. I didn't realize it either. <laughs> I'm until not gonna i not going to
3: lie. Until I looked it up after.
2: But the entire time I was watching it, I was like, I know I know this guy from somewhere.
0: I'm going to have to watch it again.
3: <laughs> you should have done that before the episode, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so, so Method Man is Father Jackson, the priest here. Coco Jones is making some moves these days, and she plays Rita, who's like the Haitian girl that they're into. Oh, I loved her. No, she was great. I definitely agree. Um, in terms of other famous people, I know Shay Wigham, who plays like, he's not the vampire, he's like, what do you call it, like a surrogate vampire? I forgot what they exactly call it here. Oh,
2: he's, oh gosh. I know you're talking about... Damn. He I runs the, the realty character. company for Yeah, them. He, like... His role for the vamp... He's the human. You know, he goes out in the day for the vampires in exchange for... They were gonna make him a vampire. Yeah, and he... Familiar, uh, that's the word. He was... Familiar, familiar, right.
3: Good memory. And he's been in a ton of stuff. I remember him from Boardwalk Empire. Sarah Gaddon plays Vivian, who I think is great. Who's, like, the, the, the white girl in the neighborhood who moves in. Who ends up being queen of the vampires. And for me, who stood out on the adults, and I was kind of shocked about this, but but Mero, the kid Mero, you know from from Desus and Mero, uh, the talk show, like I only saw him as like a guy in that talk show, but he he was Tony who owned the bodega, and I thought he was really good as that bodega owner. He reminded me of actual bodega owners. No, yeah, I loved him in
2: that, and plus I thought I only I thought I only knew him from YouTube.
3: And then really quickly, Michael, you alluded to this scene, but we have this opening scene. At, like, the Dominican Hair Salon. And it's a great opening. But it's actually Zoe Saldana. Again, people shit on her for various reasons, but I don't want to talk about it here. But, like, for High School Slumber Party, she's been in high school movies since she was in high school. She's awesome. Of course, I think a lot of people know her from Guardians of the Galaxy. She's probably the most bankable with Michelle Rodriguez, the most bankable like Dominican actors in American film we have. And for her are to you be like, bankable. No, no, no. Bankable. Not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> bankable. Like she's in a lot of a lot of stuff and for her to be like, you know, I'll give a little bit of my time to have this opening scene. It's so great and I know you guys are not big horror film people. But this is a great trope in horror films. I think back to Scream. Drew Barrymore, who is the most famous person in the film Scream, she's just in the first scene and she gets murdered. So Zoe Zeldana is kind of playing that drew barrymore role where it's like this is the most famous actor in your movie and she's gonna be here and she's gonna get killed in the first scene so you're like oh shit you know we're in for it so i thought that was awesome this movie pays a lot of homage to horror films in the past and the three of us i know again are not horror film experts so we're not gonna be able to break it down like oh that scene but i thought
2: this film was more funny than anything well to me at least i
3: really
0: didn't know what
3: to expect there's a lot of horror films that are like this that are just more horror comedy. I've seen a bunch of them. This is certainly a horror comedy. This is not like, oh, my God, you're supposed to be scared. But it probably goes back to, like, the
2: SNL days with the director and stuff. That's too, for sure, know. too, yeah. The writing's coming from a comedy place, definitely. Like,
0: it you did take me on that. a roller coaster, though. Like It was just, like, funny, and then all of a sudden it was serious. And, you know, it had a meaning to what was going
3: on, and all of a sudden it got back to funny. So but I liked it. It's very typical of horror, like especially horror films like this, to do that. I'm laughing. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Laughing. "Oh shit!" Back and forth. Yeah. But right, right off the bat, I, I text you. I'm like, "Pumpkin, did you watch this yet?" Because I'm like, Pumpkin going not like this movie because we get some kill cases early on." I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like while well, they're going through the neighborhood after that great, great, as I said, that salon scene where she's like, "Oh, you know, they offered me a lot of money, so I took it." And they end up killing her. By the way. yeah,
2: she was so flirty in that scene, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, she was getting that money.
2: Like, I had the subtitles on, and they didn't even translate all the way. She's like, oh, yeah, come to my room. <laughs> like, like,
3: my bedroom over here. Like That was great, because it showed, like, th- their scheme early on. That it's like, hey, let's buy these places out. Let's offer them a lot of money. And before we actually have to pay them, let's kill them. <laughs>
2: Which is Yeah, scary. but real quick, though. I mean, I guess we all have the same family. Be- well, besides our other halves of our family, but she's like that aunt or like uncle. You know, we all have one of those that are like, oh, yeah, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting my money. I don't care. <laughs> like You know, she was that character.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> and I liked it. It was real, but it was also funny. You know, she was playing it up to like 11. Uh, mm-hmm. She was playing it up to the highest degree you can have really quickly, too. When we see the whole save the bodega campaign, and we're meeting our characters, when I was like, "Oh, Pumpkin's gonna love this movie," when they when they go into the bodega and he starts talking about the Sammy Sosa bat, <laughs> yeah. <Yo. laughs>
2: At that moment, the moment that I saw Sammy's picture on the wall, I was like, "Oh, that's it. They got me." I cannot give an unbiased opinion about this movie. <laughs> you have Sammy Sosa's bat. Like, I'm not. Should I save some of it, like, because that that bat plays a, a pivotal role in this movie. It does, it does. You know, and the adobo. Oh. <laughs> just for you guys out there, just so you know, I have a salt shaker, a pepper shaker, and an adobo shaker at my house. <laughs> That's how much I love adobo.
3: Really quickly, though, like the Sammy Sosa thing. Sammy Sosa, if you're not a baseball fan out there, you probably know Sammy Sosa. But if not, he was like a Dominican legend growing up. He hit uh, so many you know, home runs, broke the home run record for Major League Baseball. Of course, Mark McGuire did it too, and then Barry Bonds broke it. But to have a Dominican in the conversation there was amazing. And now, as they bring I mean, That was bring up, a big
2: race, though, that that him and Mark McGuire. And yeah. that, that was just a big American cultural thing in general, him versus uh, Sammy. I remember that being one of my biggest... Uh, earliest baseball memories. I remember being
3: race? I remember being in Washington Heights with my dad. And, that must have been huge. Then. And Sammy broke the record. Then. Oh my god! They were pouring out of the apartment. I was like the
2: streets must have been insane. Going
3: crazy, absolutely. Of course, a little bit of, of it is tarnished by the steroid scandal, but we won't go get... say even more off of uh, Count Dracula over there or whatever. <laughs> well, know? yeah, they even mention it here, like Sammy Sosa, dark skin, and now you know. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into this too much, but I'll post, I'll
2: post I'll the picture. Listen, your fans already know. When you're on with Cousin Pumpkin, we talk real, sh- we talk real talk. I, I, why am I even? We yeah. talk real shit over here. You know, <laughs> we've talked it all already. I, I think know you th- might be surprised over there, Michael, but you've never seen the movie Kids. When you saw Kids, that's it. We broke the seal. of...
3: It's true, it's true So yeah, so basically he's like dyed his skin now And they even mentioned that he looks like a vampire now Which I thought was hilarious But seeing that Sammy Sosa bat Like in my uh, dad's house um, For a while It was in like a main area Now it's moved to the attic But the attic is a pretty finished attic So it's not a disgrace or anything There's a Sammy Sosa signed jersey But how
2: do you feel about that? Like What? Like even seeing in the movie I was like, oh maybe now I could go get a Sammy Sosa jersey Because I know you probably don't have a lot of Dominican people that listen to this podcast, but he, it's such a, like, cultural thing. Such a divide, what he did, like... Not even what he did, the way he went about what he did and how uh, he still
3: denies what he's doing it's tough it's tough the whole skin changing thing is tough it's like the dominican michael jackson saga we'll put it that way yeah but, but like when you go to dominican republic for like 10 years if you were in the capital it would be like oh that's sammy sosa's house everyone talked about it like knowing sammy sosa if you met sammy sosa it was bigger a than video. the president oh 100 people thought that he was going to run for president. And you know what? He would have won. There was a time when he... You're absolutely right. Sammy Sosa would have won the Dominican presidency, and no one would have batted an eye. He would have been there, Donald Trump. You know, like, oh, Donald Trump's going to run for president? Ha, ha ha What? Sammy Sosa ran for president? And he would have won. I guarantee that. I mean, I don't
2: know if other governments would have allowed it, but...
3: How they... Oh, maybe like invade or something. <laughs> we won't get ge- geopolitical so. on this episode. But... In terms of like just the opening to this, they had me hook, line, and sinker because I love dominoes, and they were playing dominoes, and I'm like, oh shit!
2: Like I can watch the last scene of this movie like <laughs> on repeat.
3: <laughs> we'll talk about the last scene when we get to it. Any any thoughts you had, Michael, on on these early scenes of the movie?
0: Well, that's that's what got me hooked. Is you know those those early scenes. Like I said, I may be biased because I'm Dominican, and I was just. My eyes were just like wide open because I I actually didn't read the description. I just saw the Bronx. (laughs) I wasn't too attracted to the the vampire part of it. I know some people are big vampire movie fans. You know, I've never been there, but I saw the Bronx. I started watching it. I saw the Dominican this, Dominican that, you know, I was like, what is going on here? You know, so that it caught my attention. All those opening scenes, like the dominoes uh, and everything that you said, the Dominican salon that's that's what kept me watching so i may be biased
3: okay <laughs> anyway, this is not just a dominican movie the main character happens to be dominican it's a lot of dominican culture but i think they do a good job of adding a lot of puerto rican elements a lot of uh black elements of course you know with the bronx as well um it's like bronx diverse haitian right? elements haitian yes for sure um
2: all the cultures you get in new york
3: i just love though when the vampires start moving in and we don't know they're vampires yet, but we have an idea because of that first scene, so we kind of we kind of aware. Made me feel a little bit bad, but it made me feel a little bit I don't know. <laughs> it was hilarious because the things that the the vampires, which to just look like white people, are asking and saying is just so funny because it's so like gender vacation, so Brooklyn like Oh wow, I'd love to come to your party and eventually later like, Oh, I'll make I'll make maple scones for your block well, party. Like
2: they were definitely over the Excuse me for my uh, my terminology, I guess, but they were over the top with the whiteness for sure. They were trying to drive the point home.
3: Yeah, I don't disagree with you that. I, don't I was disagree. definitely trying to make a point. Honestly, horror films, and I've seen a lot more with this podcast. They take things again to to eleven. They try to be like really fun with it. Um, one of my favorite things was like so they're trying to redevelop the Bronx, and they have a lot of properties, but the main property is an old courthouse. They call it hashtag courthouse h-a-u-s i'd even notice that yeah courthouse so like it's that either but think about it like if you're trying to resell something that is a perfect name i know you know all of us especially you you michael know a lot of people in real estate and it's like you're always trying to repackage the same thing as something like cuter and nicer and like what will people be interested in and if you put hashtag courthouse it's so much better than, like, move to the Bronx Courthouse. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot cooler. <laughs> and there's a line of, like, oh, are we getting, like, something about gentrification. It's like, once you start to see the white people with canvas bags. Oh. As, as I stare at, like, a doorknob to the right of me with, like, about five canvas bags. I
2: was just thinking, I'm like, we literally just went to a brewery upstate and bought a canvas bag. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we're on both sides. We're playing both sides here. Any other scenes early on that you guys wanted to mention as we like, as we build up to like the meat and potatoes of this film?
2: There is so much shit though that I like that I just can't think off the top of my dome right now.
3: Next time, take notes.
2: Oh, oh. (laughs) Like Pumpkin said, there's a lot of cool little spots in the movie.
0: You know where where the girls are now. uh, What's what's the little kid's name?
2: That's trying to do the
3: little mayor. The little Blue. mayor
2: that upset me a little bit because I was like, if it's a real Dominican community, it'll be like something Spanish. It'll be like uh, I don't even know. I'm trying to think.
3: Think about your Spanish. I thought those oh, okay, so all real. right,
2: maybe the little mayor.
3: Little mayor, in a sense, is like like if you say that in Spanish. I it, feel like it would be like, like much
2: cooler. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like they probably in real life they'd be like el tigre, El tigre, El
3: Really quickly, because actually I was talking to your brother about this, Michael, and he didn't want to admit his screen name, which I remembered to his wife, uh, which was Little League Pimp. Oh my god, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Little League Pimp? That was Steven's screen name. And he was like, oh my god.
2: I can't make fun of anybody. I still use my screen name. You
3: still
0: use your screen name?
2: Mm -hmm. It's my main... Anyone want to hit me up? dominicanmets 9 com. You have an aim. Yep. I have well I have two email accounts. You know, mm-hmm. I use one for more real stuff, but like when you you know you go to the store and they like force you into giving your email and stuff. And you give an AIM email? Oh yeah. I get lots of comments too. People are always like,
3: I haven't heard an aim in a while. So what was what was your screen
2: name growing up, Michael? I forgot. I feel like you're a man who had multiple screen names. You probably remember.
3: There's definitely a Suave one. No, you didn't have Suave though in high school. I gotta look it up. Oh wait. Wasn't it Dominican Chulo for you? <laughs> You know what? That sounds like you. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> we have another cousin who is platano for you, mommy. Oh, oh, oh yeah.
2: I feel that like you. There. I feel like you would like this, uh, Michael. I work with like a lot of Eastern Europeans, and I'm working in the Lower East Side right now. So there's a Dominican restaurant that's open in the morning. That's not too far from me, and I have them all eat. Uh, I had my partner eat uh, uh, tres gorpe. And this other dude who's like an American dude, freaking loved it. They're like, yo, when am we going back? Like whenever you want. There you go. We should have d- done a
3: Dominican breakfast for this podcast, a little video extra.
2: Actually, your mother is very upset with me and, and Brian because we did a, like a Dominican brunch one day. We made uh you pretty my- much Ooh, we made everything. Oh, and then we made the, sal- the salami like my dad makes them, makes it like not that your people care, but you know what he tells me now? He's always like
3: Michael needs to get that in his pop up. I need to teach him my recipe. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but your mom, your mom was upset we didn't invite her to our Dominican breakfast. Yeah, what's up with that? And I promised
2: her that next time we do it, that uh, she's invited to Brian's apartment. I don't mind. <laughs> I was like, he's the oldest. He's older than me, you know. He's. He's got to invite you.
3: I'm married. You're in a relationship with non Dominican people, so we like to show them our culture a bit Dominican culture and Dominican food. It, uh, a lot of the aunts and uncles were jealous that they weren't invited, so next time we'll have to invite them. We got to get Frankie on the show. Oh my God. Oh my, God. <laughs> my dream. I don't even care.
2: You need to talk to your godfather. He's losing it.
0: <laughs> you need to talk to your father. That's your father, my man.
2: I, I try. Uh,
0: no
3: one will be listening. But that would be my favorite episode ever. Can we do
2: one? Don't even post it. Just do one for us (laughs) with him. (laughs) He tried to tell me the steamer and the grapefruit
3: that cured COVID.
0: Every time I'm there, that steam room cures whatever's going on
3: at that point. Yes, yes. So I, I have to say, my favorite scene where I just popped like crazy was when the bodega owner he realizes that the vampires which he just thinks are just white people moving to the neighborhood so he decides to modernize the bodega to be more gentrified slash hipster so he puts a uh, craft beer in the fridge it's two roads one of the best breweries i think in the country in connecticut what is he he has like milks like oat milk wasn't it oat milk that he sold to the vampire lady oh,
2: oh nah, yeah she had
3: the hummus she got hummus it's the hummus.
2: Yeah, it's a bar of hummus. and you know what that shit popped. <laughs> Especially the, the
3: the roasted red pepper one. Oh, hummus is great, but like, hummus. sauce. What else? Like, all this shit that, like, I was getting excited about. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know? You know what, though? That's a,
2: like, when I go into corner stores now, that's a real thing, though. They, that they, they have all this
3: stuff. That's why it was funny, because you go into the most Dominican bodega, and there'll be a little ex- a section with organic food, which is hilarious. But the beer thing really got me, because, again, as a craft brew guy, it made me feel like an asshole to be honest with you because i'm like oh shit he sells two roads brewery and i'm like ah fuck (laughs) it's a joke um i love when he's talking to her a little bit later in the film when he's like oh we got everything you want we have kale we have another kind of kale (laughs) yeah that's
0: it's crazy i mean that's where you are realizing like this whole thing's about gentrification in the neighborhood
1: right
3: we have a supermarket near us that's like a pretty dominican supermarket but they open the entire back room for like the rarest craft beer you can imagine it, oh yeah it's like it's like it's like a, like a legit you know michael you worked in them it's a legitimate dominican supermarket but the back room is like craft beer from europe and like how did you guys get and i go there and i'm like oh you know what i'm gonna go here for the beer yeah so they got me even
2: better than that The place that sells to all the bodegas, we have like a beverage depot right in our neighborhood. They have literally everything you could think of. Yeah, that's where you get your uh, country club. Oh, yeah, 24 case glass bottle country clubs. I need some (laughs) shipping of that. How much does that cost to ship? I'll ship it to you. Do you know
0: how much it costs me to get that here? How much? Well, I can't disclose that, but it's <laughs> a lot more than what it would cost.
2: No, I would imagine. Of you course, you guys. Honestly, I feel like it would be shorter to fly straight from DR.
0: Fly it. See, this is what you guys don't realize. You're in New York. I can't even fly to DR. I gotta fly to New Yeah, because the community isn't big enough to go to DR or fly to Florida to go it's to Miami. Yeah.
2: But if the if there was enough people that were wanting to go there from you know Dallas. They would make that. Happen. It'll get
3: there. Punta Cana, maybe, but like you can't fly to the main republic. Yeah, that's about it. You yeah. start in
2: the trend out there. Don't worry. We're going to have Suave airplanes in the air going straight to Santiago. <laughs> Suave, Suave, Suave air. We'll get you as, yes, smooth, we're getting get you there as smooth as possible. And I'll be flying them.
3: Suave, yeah. I do not trust Suave air. Suave air, like we'll get you for the after party. Everybody gets a shot when they walk in. <laughs> I love the relationship they build with the bodega owner and they make it pretty clear that like their parents were working so they spent a lot of time in that bodega i know probably growing up a lot of people had that kind of experience when he's talking about it he's almost like a surrogate father to them maybe like an uncle or something but it's great and i love when they start to get into like oh my god these might be vampires first of all the puerto rican kid the way he's like talking about like all the vampire rules is one of my favorite scenes
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. But before I get into that, I feel like to go back to the bodega, just for maybe, like, the people that don't... Like, a bodega's... Yes, it's it's just a corner store. Oh, good On, like, uh, you know, just walking by. But it's way more than that. Even to this day, just from, like, the different job sites I work at. If I work at a job for, like, a couple weeks, like a month, if I go to the same bodega every day, I could go there with no money and grab whatever I want and be back and like they'll respect the fact that i'll come back and give them the money the next day or whatever just imagine like if you're in the suburbs going into your wawa your 7-eleven and just having like a an uncle essentially being like oh don't worry i know your family's good this and that i know you got me
0: that would never happen at wawa
2: i know but i'm I'm (laughs) saying for the people that don't understand like that that exists in every bodega in the city
3: Bodegas are such an amazing experience. You're right, Bumpy. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I take it for granted that people don't know what they are. Michael, you think do people in Dallas know what bodegas are? No. Really? I'd be surprised that there's no, like, um, like Mexican type of... But
2: they're like, not called that, right? No, where no. They don't have bodegas here, man. You know, that's
0: something that you guys definitely take for granted. No, you can't walk out of your apartment at 3 in the morning and go grab a bag of potato chips and a soda. No, you can't do that here. You know what I mean? Like, you can't hang out in the bodega and grab a presidente from, from the fridge and talk
2: crap with, you know, the guy that works there, yeah. you know, or, or meet people. No, it's just it just doesn't exist here. Like, literally, those scenes of, like, when they're playing dominoes out front of the apartment, that's everyday stuff up here. Like, I see that every day. Even, like, when I was working in the Bronx, it would be, like, on a Monday, and people have hookah sitting on the stoop, music <laughs> blasting, and not even just, like, young kids. like... Old-ass ladies and old-ass men and shit just having a good time partying on the stoop.
3: I gotta be honest with you, not enough hookah in this film.
2: Yeah, that is true. If they're gonna modernize it, they need people walking around with hookahs. Because in my neighborhood, literally, I've seen people cross the street with lit hookahs. And that's just (laughs) mind-boggling to me. Don't get me wrong, I love my hookah too, but...
0: I've seen my fair share of videos of uh, (laughs) of, uh, the Bronx and Washington Heights of people just walking around with hookahs and stuff i'm like that's that's great i miss that even though i would live there but like you know i can go there if i wanted to if i live there you guys could probably see that every day No,
2: let's be honest go outside and park myself on a park bench and find someone with a hookah (laughs)
3: let's be honest the two the two of you will find a hookah in the sahara desert You know what I mean? He's on a hookah in Antarctica.
2: I was going to say, we should probably stop talking about the hookah because the last time we talked about hookah in front of Brian, you know, we got scolded.
3: You did get scolded because it was my bachelor party. It's Asheville, North Carolina, not a Dominican city. What does that mean? There's no Dominicans there. That's what that means. Okay,
2: so people couldn't accept our culture and stuff.
3: You guys sniffed out the one hookah place. It's not even our culture. In North Carolina. It's
2: it's Middle Eastern culture. It might
3: as well be Dominican culture now. I guarantee Dominicans hookah more than the entire Middle East right now. (laughs) But you guys found the one hookah place. And I literally asked you guys. We were all going back to the house, and then we were going to go out somewhere else. And I literally asked you guys, hey, do you know the address of the house? And both of you said, no, we don't.
2: Yeah, but, but then you would have told us, and then I would put it on my phone, and then yeah, we would have okay. known.
3: Both your phones were dead, if you remember. Listen, we have
2: homing <laughs> beacons. We always find our way home. You
3: would never have found your way home. Yeah, we would have. I would have got scolded by Michael, your wife, and Pumpkin, maybe your girlfriend, maybe not. Oh, she wouldn't have scolded you. She probably wouldn't have cared.
0: But we would have smoked hookah.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you got. I would have came st- back with a great back story. Back? You wouldn't have found your way back. You would. You'd still be in the mountains of North Carolina today.
2: That sounds like a challenge to me, Michael, next time we all hang out together. In the
3: mountains of North Carolina. Nah, no, we're
2: just gonna disappear on Brian. And we'll show you, we'll find our way back.
3: I'm not getting blamed for your for you being lost in the south because you wanted to find one hookah place. <laughs>
2: Worst things might happen.
3: Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up though, Pumpkin, because Bodega, not a lot of people know. Bodega's just a corner store, you know, that sells everything to like the wee hours of the morning. But there's so
2: there's so much more of a family community and Very towards, much so. towards so, it than like anything else.
3: So the two things that happen in the bodega that I love is when that one, the one kid again shares his vampire knowledge, and every horror film has to have a kid who knows more about what's going on, right? Where he's like, "Oh, you know, you can't vampires can't enter a home unless you invite them. You gotta stab them in the heart with a stake, the holy water, the Eucharist." Oh my gosh! You want to talk
2: about previous scenes? The one scene with when they're in the bodega. And he's, he's like, the Jesus crackers that you give them. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and and uh, the bodega owner's like, you heathens. You need to go to church more often. Because that's just, just, just like a older, like, Hispanic person to say to a younger person thing.
3: You know? It's true. It's true. <laughs> and the other thing I love there is when he shows them Blade. And then they're watching Blade and they're, like, inspired by it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome to me. Because Blade is vampires for years were just like European people and blade comes around the comic book and then the movie and it's like oh shit Wes- Wesley Snipes is a vampire who kills other vampires blade's a big deal and the fact that they're like bringing that back and they're like so inspired by it that like eventually like the mom is mad that they watched it there yeah well, I was about to say that I was
0: like somehow the Dominican mom knew <laughs> about blade
2: if you ask my mom, your mom, and your mom, they would not mom's. know what Blade is. None <laughs> of our parents would know what Blade is. But you know what would what, what have happened? You, that scene when uh, when he's running out his apartment building, the mom pops her head out the window. You didn't clean your room with your dirty ass underwear? <laughs> that was our mom's. That's our mom. Yeah, <laughs> that's The so only true. difference, I might have had like, something flying out the
3: window. Facts. They talk about chancletas here. They don't show chunklets us here. If you want a true Dominican story, no. someone, someone's going to get whacked with a chunklet. But there. I
2: respect the final scene and, like, the... That's all <laughs>
3: I'll say. As the neighborhood is getting gentrified, which is really vampirefied, because, again, if I haven't made it clear, the neighborhood's only getting gentrified by vampires, who happen to be white, but I, I think they're... At a certain point, they're going to induct non-white people, for sure. But... As the neighborhood's getting gentrified, there's a lot of, like, cool New York things that I think people don't realize. I mean, something's funny, like, a butter store is going to open up. But, like, there's also, like, a Van Leeuwen ice cream truck. And anyone in New York knows, like, Van Leeuwen is, like, the popular vegan ice cream that's around instead of, like, the the typical, what, Mr. Softy truck or something.
2: Listen, don't sleep on Mr. Softy. I love I Mr. Softy. I've never had softie. Van Leeuwen. I didn't even learn about this till the other day. That's how you know I'm not a real New Yorker. I was going Mr.
0: Softy. I just freaked out the other day. You, you heard, heard one? Mr. Softy truck here. No, with the song?
2: Literally. Yeah. Everything. When I was when like. I took pictures. I felt like I was a kid. Again, when, I was like, wait, what's is going is Or is he lost? Sometimes, yeah. Well, because you, you got to understand, you guys grew up over here with Mr. Softy and all this stuff. So, like, when I was like, I don't know, like 18, I heard him in my neighborhood. And I was like, what? There's no Mr. Softies in South Jersey. And I literally. Hunted him down. Me and my boys were on our longboards, and I was like, yo, we got to find this Mr. Softy, and hunted him down in the neighborhood. Long got Imagine seeing it in float.
0: Texas. That's insane.
2: What other ice cream truck you could go up to and get soft serve ice cream, a root beer float, like Mr. Softy, you the man. Forget <laughs> Van <laughs> Leeuwen and your fancy ass vegan ice cream.
3: Well, I'm lactose intolerant now, so I like Van Leeuwen, but I get why Mr. Softy has more of an appeal. I get it. Yeah, I mean, just the way the neighborhood was gentrifying, like, I felt a tear inside me because there was so much that I was like, oh, this stinks, and then so much that I was like, oh, I would love that in my neighborhood, you know? But I get it. Back to the bodega, and I knew you were going to love this because you're Mr. Chopped Cheese, but I love when he's changing the menu, too, and one of the things, he puts a chopped cheese sandwich on a croissant. And for you guys who are or not in New York, maybe you, I doubt they have chopped cheese sandwiches in Dallas. You know what? Hell chop- no, negative. You don't have chopped cheese sandwiches
2: <laughs> in Dallas because they don't even have them in certain sections in New York.
3: So, pumpkin in in twenty seconds, what's a chopped cheese sandwich?
2: I'm not even the pro. I've had like one. The only ones I've had are in Brooklyn, and that's just a, like fraudulent statement in general because like the first chopped cheese came from the Heights. You got to have chopped cheese in the Heights. You know, got to have at least at chopped cheese. At so least Harlem. At least Harlem. Yeah, that's like where the real chopped cheese came from but i guess it's like what ground meat pretty much chopped up and then they put cheese lettuce tomato you know the dominican ketchup mayo combo it's similar to all you out there saying it's nasty don't knock it to try you don't know about that fancy sauce
3: it's similar to like almost almost like a philly cheesesteak yeah
2: a hispanic twist on a philly cheesesteak it's like new york's answer to a philly cheesesteak
0: believe it or not uh I've had a lot of our customers ask if if we can make it, but Ooh, get on there. Here's that, the yo. thing. Can we make it? Yes. But is it Dominican? Can you guys answer that? No,
3: it's New York, but F you because you're making Mexican food these days, so Oh
2: yeah. Dominican Mexican. Real Dominican
3: over there. Have New York night.
2: Yeah, do that. Do like a do a in the
3: heights night. For that's me, what you call it. That's Dike a good min- idea. No, for me, yeah, you gotta do something. Dike like min- that. Domingos. I don't know. Because chopped cheese, like, you can't go to Dominican Republic and have chopped cheese. Nah. Or New Yorkers know it. And, like, and especially you, Dominican New Yorkers. Yeah, so I think you could do it. I think you should, because, like, that's something where, like, it's just as important to a New York Dominican person.
0: I guess because you could find it in the bodegas, right?
3: That's
2: oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, every bodega. Just don't well, make not it. Not every bodega, but.
3: Just don't make it on a croissant. You yeah,
2: know. <laughs> I don't know, though, because that just sounds good. Oh, on honestly, a it sounds amazing. That is but bet I, it's how Reese, messy, but that's but not it's how it's supposed to be.
3: I feel like I'd turn in my Dominican card if I ordered it on a croissant. <laughs> <it that> way.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. Like, I feel like this plays into how I feel about gentrification as a whole. You know, there's things that I like and there's things that I don't like. Like, I'm cool with a chopped cheese on a croissant because that just sounds like the best of both worlds to me.
0: We are in the south, so are you trying to tell me that I should introduce a chopped cheese on a buttered biscuit? I'm saying ooh, why not go
1: for
0: it? That's Ooh what I'm saying. That sounds
3: good I'm, I'm saying like a chopped or saying... cheese taco. Ooh yeah. Yes, yes, ooh, that sounds I think there's
2: <laughs> just too many people out there like this this is mine, this is mine. No, we should all be sharing as a collective. Let's come together. Share all our cultures.
3: As we go along in the movie, we're kind of You know, seeing, seeing... It's a short movie. It's a really short movie. But it's funny because everything they think is right... Like, this is a very traditional vampire tale where the vampires sleep in coffins. The courthouse is just going to be a vampire nest of coffins. A hundred and something vampires are going to be in the courthouse. and But right now it's like five or six. There's that one vampire who looks really hipster with the long white blonde hair. And he's like, this is a coat... From uh, the Better Pop period, blah, blah, blah. And so there's kind of something funny that's happening, like, because the vampires hire the gangsters in the Bronx, like, to work for them and get the kids. uh, The kids, at one point, steal a USB drive, but more importantly, they steal a key that's important for, like, you know, we find out later. And, like, the thugs are there to basically. Basically, the vampires are going to kill everyone they can. Eventually, the thugs have a kind of reluctant well, that's a, deal.
2: That's the thing I didn't understand about this movie. But that's just maybe me nitpicking it and not just like accepting it for the funny, little goofy, don't nitpick all the details on it type of movie. But like, when he hired them, why are they go to kill him?
3: I think they were going to kill him anyway. But there's a scene where they all like they sh- they shoot. You're saying there's like a shootout. Yeah, and they end up killing. They try like the thugs try to kill. The vampires and the vampires basically don't are impervious to regular bullets, so they get up and kill the thugs. You know, there's an earlier scene too where the vampire one vampire kills that one Slam. I think his name is. He got like the oh, custom Knicks yeah, jersey. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
2: I like I like that scene, especially when he's like um, when he when the vampire's talking about his jacket, like what you were talking about before, and he's like, honestly, I, I liked it. <laughs> last thing, New York, like in the just street thing for somebody to say.
3: It's true. It's true.
2: That's, like, the typical, like, almost New York yes, response, yeah. like, when, when a guy's, like, hollering at some girl in New York in the street, and then they don't want to, you know, the girl's not, you know, responding back. I'm like, oh, you ugly anyways. <laughs> You're like, you didn't think she was ugly 30 for, seconds ago? What for sure. Mean?
3: Basically, like, what ends up happening in this film is the vampires take over. The, obviously, the cops seem to be in on it. Or not in on it, but at least, like, don't believe the kids. And, and it's it's a whole... Melee of crap because the kids are in a lot of these films. Like it reminded me of like the Goonies or even like Stranger Things, where like the kids kind of know more than the adults end up knowing. If that makes sense? Well, yeah,
2: I think it kind of, like it takes place in like a modern day, well, definitely modern day, and like a modern day sense of thinking where like vampires, come on, they don't fucking exist,
3: you know. <laughs> But they do in the Bronx. And honestly, when they start to say their logic of, like, why they're in the Bronx, it makes so much sense to me.
2: I'm really glad you brought this up because I'm like, we haven't talked about this. I hope no one from the Bronx is listening to this because it's coming from three people that, well, at least from one person. But none of us are from the Bronx. But I think we can all say when it comes to, like, ranking the boroughs, at least for me, the Bronx are in the fourth because oh, come on that. Staten Island should just be in Jersey already I, and, and <laughs> fair, coming from fair. a kid from Jersey
3: I don't even want them keep them on their whole damn island by themselves <laughs> no but again the Bronx is not a desirable place to live in in New York City and I don't know for, for what reason the breweries are great in the Bronx but no you bringing me up there more now, up The vampires taking over people, people, fair, people fair. sleeping on the Bronx Fair, but uh, the the reasoning is, like, if people disappear in the Bronx, essentially, if they feast on human flesh in the Bronx, no one's going to notice or care. It's, like, a perfect environment for them to move up to. And this is a story where the vampires, like, you don't see their fangs until they're attacking.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. But they come at the Bronx. Like, if I was from the BX, I'd be hurt, but then I'd be so proud. Because they literally, like, try to make fun of the Bronx to, like, the 10th degree in this movie.
3: They make fun, but they respect it, too. The ending is basically... It starts with the kids they go to church and I, I love it. They got the holy water. That's a great scene. Yeah, well the holy when, water when the they text in
2: and the mom was just like just texted him back, get off your phone. I was like, Mom my mom would have been the aunt. <laughs> she would have smacked me off side of the head just to even have my phone
3: out in church. <laughs> in church yeah. I yeah. love when the one the Puerto Rican kid takes the Eucharist and he receives it but he doesn't eat he doesn't eat it, he just puts it in his pocket. <laughs> I love that. But 50
2: heathens.
3: The big scene where they start to believe is when they're like they don't know that the blonde lady is a vampire too, so they kinda of bring her to their home. And when she can't enter the door of the apartment mm-hmm. and she kinda of gets agitated, and then we see that she's a vampire and the mom finally believes them. She's like, Oh
2: shit. Well, I feel like this film does well, like uh it like obviously foreshadows things. I feel like if it took you that I don't want to insult anybody, but, like, I knew she was a vampire before that point, you know? But the adults didn't know.
3: The adults didn't know. No, I'm just
2: saying, like, as someone watching the film, like, the film does a lot of foreshadowing beforehand. Like, they tell you the rules, they tell you these things, and then they make a point to, like, the way they angle the camera on certain things. Like, oh, this person can't enter, you
3: know? And don't you feel like that as a kid? Like, you feel like you know things that your parents just don't understand and get, So, I loved that whole aspect of it. I loved that part. And once the mom finally gets it, it's like, oh, shit. It's on. Yeah. And that whole, like, final battle... Let's just, like, fast forward to that. The final battle between first the kids and the vampires and then the Bronx. You were getting emotional watching it. Yeah,
2: the greatest battle scene I've ever seen in my life <laughs> forget 300 forget Sparta forget no, Lord sad. of the Rings and like uh, the battle for whatever the eye thing the eye tower <laughs> sorry for you Lord of the Rings fans out there but forget all of that forget uh I love that show too it's an HBO show
3: Game of Thrones oh Game
2: of Thrones <laughs> forget that final battle forget all of that if you if you're from New York this is the battle this, of- this is the battle watching somebody smack somebody over the head with a domino. Sammy
0: shows a back.
2: Oh, I wasn't even getting there, but just the domino table <laughs> alone. <laughs> there were so many. That scene was like the entire movie for me. Like, you could just show that scene, and that scene was the entire movie. Just basically, even the way it started.
3: Basically, the kids confront the vampires. Doesn't look like they're going to the win, but behind a fence is like, the Bronx, essentially, their neighborhood. And it's everyone you've seen in their neighborhood. And you're right. A guy's got a domino table. They have all, like, neighborhood shit, like, that they would get. And it's so cool. But they're armed with the... So, we didn't mention this, and I do want to mention it. Eventually, we don't see it, but the bodega owner dies when he's kind of tricked by that, like, blonde lady vampire. And it's really tough for them because, it's like, dude, this was, like, their rock in the neighborhood. Yeah. And he's gone. Like, basically, they're fighting... Kept them out of trouble. They're fighting for him. And when he goes, like, oh shit, let's just do this. But somehow, like, how did they acquire the Sammy Sosa bat? I don't know. But it turns into a well, stake because it's cut in half at this point.
2: Well, during that scene, while you were worried for him, I was worried for the Sammy Sosa bat then. <laughs> so I kept a close eye on it. But remember, they came back, they broke into the store, oh, and yeah, they yeah, saw yeah. the bloody mess, and that's when he took the bet.
3: <laughs> if I told you, like... A year ago, yo, we're gonna watch a movie where the final confrontation happens with a shard of a Sammy Sosa bat, and that's what kills the bad guy.
2: I could even, I could even top that if, if you would have told me that, no, I wouldn't believe you. But then, if you would have been like, even before that, a bottle of adobo was an important part of the scene <laughs> to keep them alive. <laughs> and even actually talking about it, like that, brought me back to flashbacks of high school. Actually, I don't know if you remember the scene, Michael, but um. There is a scene where he takes the bottle of adobo and he throws it into the vampire's face. Adobo? Adobo. It's funny that you say that, though, because Janie's dad always says that to me. Anytime I say adobo, he's like, adobo? Like, no, it so sounds bad. like what you just said. <laughs> anyway. Adobo. <laughs> Has mad garbage. Michael, how would you say it? I'm never going to finish this damn story.
3: No, how would you say it? Just say it clear. Cause...
2: Adobo. You got to put the, the accent that heavy on it?
3: Sorry, continue your story.
2: Adobo has mad garlic in it. And in this scene, he takes the adobo and throws it into this vampire's face. And, like, you know, the garlic takes the vampire back. So, like I was saying, I was hanging out with Matt and we were playing Manhunt one day. And you, you guys know how competitive I could be. Like, I hate losing. So, the smart ass that I was, I was like, I'm going to bring Adobo. And I'm in high school. Who's gonna? I brought a dobo to throw into people's eyes, like when they're trying to chase me. That's taking the line too far, (laughs) you know. know? But karma got me because I started running away from somebody, and I I took the dobo out of my pocket. I'm like, I'm doing the cap, and I'm running, and my arms are up in my air. So as I took the dobo out, and like the person's behind me, I want to throw it behind me, and my arms flinging up, get the cap off, and I just completely throw the dobo straight into my own eyes. <laughs> so I know how that vampire felt when uh they took the adobo to the face. Not a good time.
3: Not a good time. Who brings adobo out for manhunt? I was trying to take people out with the adobo, <laughs> but they're not vampires. It's just like powder in their face. Uh, yo, it took
2: me out. Fair. So it would have worked if Fair. I wasn't an idiot and
3: threw it in my own eyes. But like the stuff that's happening in this last scene like uh, the skateboard becoming a stake essentially with <laughs> the way it's put in it's so you know it's so NYC to like stab someone with a, ha- a shard of a skateboard you know what i'm saying the domino um, table to the back of the head but yeah that the uh, tim
2: can we talk about oh, yeah. that now? The Tim? That's what I, I want to talk about be- from before. We were talking about the chancleta. That was a chancleta to the face, but that
3: was like a, a, t- a t- New York t- chancleta <laughs> to the face. That was a Tim to the face. <laughs> uh, just this final scene was awesome to me. They defeat the vampires. Pretty old school. I love when those two girls walk by and they're just like not even paying attention. They're like, talking on their phones and then they see it. And oh my gosh she like yes, mad yes. ugly or something yeah. like
2: that <laughs> like that's so new york yeah they were talking about some random girl that you know that's in their group or whatever and talking about how she's ugly and then they stop them, like hey hey look we're about to fight these vampires and they realize and they look at the 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 main girl who's a vampire and she's like she ugly anyway she ugly <laughs> as fuck
3: you know obviously you know positive movie they defeat the vampires all is good in the world but like, Oh hold on You like, gotta rewind okay. You gotta talk
2: about How they defeated the vampire So you tell me This boy comes Riding out of nowhere With the bat The Sammy Sosa bat The Sammy Sosa bat Straight up Medieval times joust this vampire <laughs> Straight in the
3: heart Yeah Sammy Sosa to the Sammy rescue. Sosa
2: always Coming through in the clutch <laughs> I don't know how I feel you About you bleaching your skin But you could hit some bombs Back in the day And kill some vampires Apparently <laughs>
3: apparently so what they do. i love it they just defeat these vampires and it kind of you know they're all like happy whatever it kind of ends there and then it has this little scene like two weeks later and it's finally that block party that saved the bodega even though the bodega owner's dead it's kind of just you know a little celebration of what what they had it's cool because you see all the flags of the communities there michael i don't know if you noticed you saw some empanadas there i was i was just thinking that when you said some moto you saw some yeah. good dominican food but just like food from the neighborhood there yeah. It was nuts. But how did the empanadas look to you? It was great. I'm surprised you said that because I thought you were the only one who made great empanadas.
2: There's a real debate going on and Brian tells me that my empanadas are better than yours. <laughs> and he's the only one who's tasted both of ours. So I don't know. Does he, is he telling you the same thing? That's a joke. That it's yours a joke, are man. better than mine? Is he lying to the both of us? Is he just trying to play man. some political no, game no, with no. us? He's just trying to make right. it too good. I think he's just upset that I, he can't make empanadas himself. And he's, he's never, never had mine. Oh, he's never had yours? <laughs> So, you've just been lying to me this entire time.
3: (laughs) I didn't lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) You can make some mango, though. I've only had one pumpkin empanada, and it had life changing buffalo chicken in it. Life changing. It's good, but is that Dominican? That's not. I don't know, but
2: like I said, I like the best of both. You know what the is? is I actually had a buffalo chicken empanada today. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I'm the definition of gentrification (laughs) bringing the cultures together. Buffalo chicken is banging, empanadas are banging. Why can't I have both of them? You can and i did
3: (laughs) regardless empanada debates aside michael you know why your empanadas are better because you make money off your empanadas so that final party when we uh i love how it ends with i forgot her name but the girl who's doing the uh the whole like Gloria you, Gloria Glow Gloria. TV Glow TV Gloria she's doing this Glow TV I've been TV.
2: sitting on Gloria well that sounds wrong <laughs> <laughs> like I've been sitting on like you to mention Gloria
3: yeah Gloria what so you want to say something about Gloria
2: no well yeah she was in the beginning too yeah Gloria throughout the whole film that's something that I like just I feel like recently especially with a lot of Netflix films and like just today's age with the, the like a lot of films have like the test messages things and like yeah with, the social I media like, pops up yeah yeah and i feel like the way they did it in this film was so much better yeah because i don't like i don't like
0: when it, they it. have like social media popping up on the screen like you know you know what i'm talking about yeah like, yeah hyping and you <laughs> see bubbles popping up on the screen i don't know that's kind of
2: a little weird to me this was cool this was more like a. it was cool like the first time i saw it and then after watching so many movies and then, and then like Anytime someone's on a phone, like, I gotta see like that. It was cool to see in this movie that, like, even, like when the kids talk to each other, they didn't text each other. They fe- they called each other, yeah. you know? And then they did the FaceTime thing, and she, like, her character was just, her character was just, like, playing, like, I felt like. She's more like a blogger. Yeah, it was just, like, the random friend that was always evolved, like, the popular person that was just in the clique that necessarily didn't have anything to, to do with the movie, but I think she actually... Had a, you know, she played an important part in the movie, I feel like, somewhat. At least for me, she did. Not for I no, thought it was really cool. Not for nothing, Michael. I've seen
3: you make those videos about your, your empanada business. I felt that way, too. I've seen you do that, like, with your empanada business. Yo, we're here at this brewery. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly,
3: you know? That that live moment. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. You are a Gloria. <laughs> well, you have Gloria in you. Farming a Gloria.
3: <laughs> 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 a reference 23 people will get.
2: <laughs> it's fine. They're getting to
3: know us. <laughs> but I and love soon, you guys will get it too. I love how she ends the movie because she's doing like she's talking about the block party. Uh, we didn't mention before how uh, the the one girl who's like she joins the gang like the vampire hunting gang. She's like the one girl believes him. So uh, Lil mayor thinks like oh maybe I have it shot with her. Maybe I enter. He tries to kiss her at the end of it, and she's like it's not like that. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I like
2: that they did that as well. Where <laughs> it wasn't like completely any, but he wasn't like butt hurt about it either. No, he's
3: like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fine, whatever. When Goul- and the whole
2: Haitian aspect of it, too,
3: where, where she like knew way more than everybody else and she was a part about it, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. She's like, oh, I'm Haitian. I know what this stuff is. All oh, Dominican Haitian elements. We're not going to get into it mm-hmm. today, but obviously there's tension
2: there. I feel like we should, though. You know, the Dominican Haitian love. For <laughs> those people that don't know out there, I'll say it there's a racial divide where people don't like each other on each side which i think is completely ignorant and stupid but that's just me
3: but we see it in the movie that they, like they actually get along which is nice because once you know when you're in your certain neighborhoods you kind of forget about whatever oh yeah
2: whatever. one of my best friends in high school my barber was haitian to this day I still cut my hair the best still my boy good to know good to know i was there doing his things the uh, Silicon Valley, my boy waiting, shout out.
0: This past Sunday at, at our uh, at our event, we had a Haitian customer mm-hmm. show up and I could have sworn up and down this guy was Dominican.
3: And that's the thing, right? Like Dominicans and Haitians, they don't get along, but like you can't tell the difference in all honesty. We're the same you know? people. And We're that always- felt
0: pretty cool, you know, that he came to support because of the divide that you're talking about that goes on in the actual country. But, you know, here it's different, you know? Here it's, no, so,
2: absolutely. it's absolutely. so different here. Different here. We weren't born there. We didn't grow up with that in us. We grew up here, you know.
3: Yeah. So I, I love seeing that in this movie. I think it's like maybe most people don't s- don't watch this movie and get that. But if you're Dominican or you're Haitian, you you'll understand it. that. Yeah, yeah. you'll understand it. You appreciate it. And then I love again how Gloria ends this movie. She goes to all future invaders you don't want no smoke with the BX. And she goes like Yeah, yeah,
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, be, right, even, like, before that final scene starts, and the vampire, what did she say? She's, like, pretty much like, fuck the Bronx, the Bronx sucks. And then, like, the plastic dividers divide, and they're like, what the fuck you say about the Bronx? <laughs> and then all the Bronx is there, and then they came out and just whooped their ass. I'm like, yeah, that is the BX, though. You know, that's, like, that's that community vibe. It's even, true. like, with this COVID thing that happened, like... When people threatened stores around here, the community in our neighborhood all came out and was like, all right, you want to mess up our block? Well, you're going to have to mess us up first.
3: Community is so important in New York. Neighborhoods are so important. Your borough is so important. So it was awesome to see this here. And again, I don't know if people not from New York or not in, the, in one of these communities understands it so much. But if you are, you know, you're going crazy for something like this. Because it's one of the first movies you can see this kind of like neighborhood rising up like that which so i i love seeing that so anything else you guys wanted to mention from vampires or the bronx that we didn't cover yet
0: no nah, i mean i just think it was pretty cool to see like i said i know i've said it a few times but just seeing you know our people being represented in this movie new york being represented the bronx which is usually not the part that's represented in movies right 100%. when you think of new york just the whole you know the metaphor of the gentrification um just uh You know, the fact that the community came together no matter what to uh, to stand up for where they grew up in. And, you know, no one's going to change that. Right. So no matter what race, culture, background you come from, you know, that community came up together and and stood up for what they believed in. Right. So, I mean, that's what I got out of it. You know, I loved it. You know, like you said earlier, would it be a movie that I would have loved to pay for? at the movie theater no but you know during this pandemic and it's on netflix and i have a netflix account you know and i was one of those netflix and chill nights uh, you know it worked out
3: great way great way to get people to watch a movie that maybe they wouldn't have seen before so i agree with you there
0: but you know what rotten tomatoes gave it a, a pretty good score oh we're gonna talk about it don't worry Wait. yeah because
2: i still stand by my statement that um yeah, maybe you don't have to. I don't think you have to be Dominican to watch this movie, or even be from New York, because I think it is a teen movie, and I think it's more relevant to the people today than it is. Would it have been. No, any. you definitely maybe don't have to. You definitely ago.
0: don't have to be Dominican to watch it. It just has a different meaning when you. Well, are. if you are Dominican,
2: you're gonna enjoy it way much different
3: more.
2: Different meaning. You know. You look yeah, at things differently. Definitely. You'll get. You'll get the subtle. The, You'll get more of the nuances that are going on.
3: I think if you're Dominican, you level up one, and if you're from the Bronx, you level up two. Oh heck, yeah! If I
2: was from the I can Bronx, can
3: only
0: imagine if I was a Dominican from the Bronx to level. Oh man, bro! I'm watching that movie,
2: absolutely.
3: Okay, so every week on High School Slumber Party, we give awards, and I don't know we've mentioned it enough, but the kids are young. The kids are teenagers. They're in high school. They're probably younger high schoolers. I would think we don't see any school scenes. We talk a little bit about school. Uh, one of the kids is kicked out of school. Uh, so we know they're teenagers, so that's I feel like we it. didn't
2: talk about that a little bit enough too as well. like the whole like um, him trying to become a thug and like that whole aspect of the hood.
3: Yeah, but. for sure. I think there is that element where you know one of the kids, um, basically he has a choice because you know thugs are recruiting him. He could either be a, a guy who's gonna go down that path, you know. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby could go down the path of like being a bad guy and being a drug dealer and truly being a thug, and he honestly decides to do that at one point because he really has no choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's that aspect as well that we didn't go into, but it's in terms of you know teenagers in school, and that's the time you're so influenced. So that's why we're talking about it here today. This is a teen movie, um, and it's honestly it's a really good one, and we do so many teen movies on this podcast that are about. Like suburban teens or just typical teens and just like a suburban high school. I know, Michael, you didn't watch any movies growing up, but Pumpkin, you definitely saw movies. We have talked about American Pie. Oh, yeah. This is like not an American Pie Pie high school. No, 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 no. So every week on Hex's Lumber Party, we give awards out. And the first one we give out is called the Witterson Award. And that's a character who you would have liked to see more of. So I want an answer from the both of you. If you're watching this movie and you saw someone who you're like, you know, I like that guy. I would have liked some more plot for this character. Pumpkin, you can go first. Ooh, easy. I got two. I got two today. Okay. I got
2: Gloria for sure. You want more Gloria? Definitely. Gloria was dope. I mean, like, obviously, like, they're not going to make... Like, if they made that into a show, Gloria, I think, would be a cool, important character. That they could do cool, creative things with. I agree with that. And um, I'm sorry, I forget her name. I forget the name of the character. But the Haitian female in in this movie as well. I would have loved to see more of her character. Because I feel like in the beginning, you know, she was very subtle. subtle, And then towards the end, they are just like threw her at you. Yeah, her name was Rita. Rita, yeah, Rita.
3: How about you, Michael? And even going
2: into more into like the Haitian culture, that would have been cool.
0: I don't know. I don't know why I'm going to choose this one. But I I think I'm going to go with the bodega guy.
2: Mm.
0: i would like to see a lot more of him
2: that's a good one too that would be like my
0: third because i felt like he was well you know what i felt like he was just so cool you know like a a cool guy he also had a lot of like the kids looked up to him right so so you know the meaning the meaning of that guy in the movie could have been a lot more than what they they showed right and i i I don't know maybe he got killed too early or
2: i would have liked to see a lot more about it yeah.
3: We got a mural of him, but... His, I, influence. His influence. I
2: like you the mural of him. I thought that was a dope little like little clip that they did. Cause...
3: I agree with that, but he was honestly my favorite character of the film, so I definitely would see yeah. more of him. He, I thought he was great. Um, okay, so this is the opposite award. It's called the Long Duck Dong Award uh, from a famous character from 16 Candles, but is there a character in here who you would have deleted from the film, who you didn't need in the film, who you would have gotten rid of to make the film better in your mind? I
2: feel like my statements are always the same on this. I don't know. I don't think so. There's nobody that I hate.
3: There was no real extra character for me that I was like, I don't need this shit. What about for you, Michael?
0: I think I'm on the same page. Off the top of my head, there's really no one I can think of. I think everyone played their role pretty well.
3: Okay, so the next award, uh, Cameron Fry Award. And this award is for, like, and I don't know if we're going to see it here, but you tell me. But in a lot of high school movies, again, I know you've probably seen some Pumpkin where you watch it and you're like okay that dude's definitely not in high school he looks like he's 30 or that girl she's way too i don't know to be a high schooler was there anyone here who you didn't think looked like a kid or looked too old to play the role that they were in obviously we're just going to base this off the kids that are
2: were supposed to be in high school i think this is the first one i I really don't Think that I think they all literally looked like their age for the thought, most part. I think they all acted their age as well.
0: I think they all look their age too, but I think if, if I had to choose one it would be the girl that was kind of falling in love with uh what was his name And Mayor? Oh um, was uh, it really? Um Rita, I, right? Only because I guess they both
2: The Haitian girl.
0: Yeah. Rita. Yeah, only because I guess they both look so different in age in the film. She's probably the only one that looked out of place.
3: Well, well, you're not that crazy because she was 23.
0: Oh, okay. So
3: there we go. I mean,
0: I I agree. I think she looked the oldest out of all. Out of place, out of you know everyone there, like age wise.
3: I still think she was great, but you're right. I think she looked like she like. If someone brought her over to my my apartment, like, oh, this is my girlfriend, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, you was a high schooler? <laughs> I don't think, I
2: mean, I don't think it was, like, obscene, like, I wouldn't think it was, like, if she came over and they were like, oh, she's 18, like, I wouldn't have objected to that.
3: Makes sense, makes sense. You know? All right, so, uh, you guys alluded to it, on Rotten Tomatoes, this got 88% by the critics, but only 44% by the audience. That's a big spread, but I think it might be what we've been talking about, like, if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, mm, you know, like you probably just don't know if that makes sense. But here on High School Slumber Party, we do things the high school way. We grade on a report card scale, A or A plus, I should say, to F. So, Pumpkin, since you're the veteran, I'll let you go first. The vet. Vampires vs. the Bronx what do you grade this
2: on the old report do of? you remember what i graded the other ones i think i gave them both a's i, I think remember. i gave goofy movie a b plus and i definitely gave kids some type of a if i'm gonna grade this with no bias, if i'm going into it thinking if it's a ho- thinking it's a horror film it's a c for me like, well i want to be scared i want to be like shocked and like, what like i want to you- go to bed like not like not be able to go to sleep but what did you feel On the bias scale, this is like an A for me. (laughs) Well, that's just because it goes down to such personal roots for me. Right. Going to the Adobo, the Sammy Sosa. Like, there's so many little things in this film that are just so personally connected to me. So, what's your official
3: score? I got to blend the two. You Uh, don't have to blend the two. You can say whatever you want. But it's your personal enjoyment level.
2: No, because now, because I know you don't like to keep a true scale. I want to keep a scale for for my fans that are following out here now. For your like,
3: fans, yeah, my okay. fans. I'm calling them okay. my
2: fans because you know they changed the vote. I don't care how many of them are out there. They changed the vote. Okay, so for your fans, what's your score? I gave what B plus A minus. I'm gonna give it a B. A I'm gonna B. give it a B solid. Okay. Okay. B solid for like the average person that knows nothing about anything. Like, hey, go. Like, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would go and tell people to watch this movie.
3: But certain people, you might.
2: Certain people, absolutely.
3: Okay, so B. So okay, so Michael, what's your
2: grade? Um, again, like Pumpkin
0: saying, you know, there's the bias side of it. You know, the reason why I texted you originally, like as to why you should watch this. Would I would I have ever texted you and say, "Hey, did you watch this film yet?" If it didn't have those little aspects we spoke about at the beginning, sure. no, I would have never texted you. So you know, everything combined, I, I, I'm gonna have to stick into the bees as well. Um, I'm probably going to give it a B-plus, though. You know, it was a little corny, but corny in a good way. It was considered a horror film, but definitely not scary where I'm like, this is a horror film. But, you know, the comedy was great. You know, was it the funniest? No, either. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just liking it because of everything we discussed throughout the show today. But So, I'm going to go with a B-plus.
3: I agree with that. I also gave it A B plus for that reason. Um, I know it's not for everyone, but there's certain people that I'd be like, yo, you gotta watch this movie, you know? And there's certain people who I know are like, Yeah, hey, you're probably not gonna get this movie, but I'm very curious what this director's gonna do next. I can't wait for what he does next, frankly. I'd like to see him do some more movies that have, like, Dominican elements but maybe a little bit more mainstream. I'm not the biggest horror guy. I'd like to see him do some stuff that's maybe not horror. Like, his TV directing work is not Dominican at all. Like, SNL or um, the other stuff he does on TV is not Dominican stuff, but I'd like to see him incorporate that more into maybe some more mainstream stuff. I'm so happy Netflix picked this up. I enjoy this film. Again, B+, which is pretty much 88%, like what the critics said, The audience, again, I get why it's 44% because someone in, like, Kansas or Washington State or something or Nebraska, they're going to watch this and be like, what is this about? I don't get anything, you know? That's where that
0: corny element comes into play, like, depending who's watching it.
3: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I'm glad we can all talk about it and share it together as cousins, Dominican cousins. Like, I really appreciate that aspect. And I think that's that's what this movie's about. And I hope the filmmakers like realize that and they're like, you know, th- I think that's who they made it for anyway.
2: Oh, uh, definitely. I think so, at least.
3: I don't think you make Vampires vs. the Bronx for the crowd in Omaha, Nebraska. No. Nah. Okay, so every week I ask the same question to my guests. This is a slumber party, after all. This is high school slumber party. If we're all together at our slumber party, you remember growing up when you had, or you know, people had sleeping bags that had like things on them, like Jurassic Park or like Pokemon. Probably for your generation, pumpkin. Uh, you know, they had something on it. So if you had to have a sleeping bag that was something themed with the vampires versus the Bronx, what would it look like, pumpkin? You can go first again.
2: I don't want to go first anymore. Okay throw it to you michael because i should have thought about this way beforehand because i know this question was coming but
0: are you asking what i would want my sleeping bag to look like
2: it, it has to be themed vampires rest the bro. and it could be anything he didn't tell me this at first it i'm gonna go anything. with the yeah, double bottle <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> oh how cool is that <laughs> that's cool you would, buy that. you would buy that he robbed you right there he yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Adobo Lotto sleeping bag. I was going to say Lotto.
2: some curse words, <laughs> I'm just going to say you on that one. I love coño. that. That's
3: great. How about you, Pumpkin?
2: Damn. <laughs>
3: That's good.
2: Vampires versus the Bronx. I'm going to go team vampires on this one.
3: You're not going to get a, Yan- a Yankee sleeping bag for the hell Bronx? Hell
2: no. Fuck that. And I'm going actually the complete opposite day because I'm decked out in my Mets gear. I don't know what day you're going to post this on, but I'll let everyone else know. Today is the day that I'm officially excited. Steve Cohen is taking over, and uh, I would rock all my Mets gear on that sleeping bag. I don't give a shit. Put any type of Mets thing on it, because I hear so much stuff in this neighborhood when I'm rocking my Mets stuff out. I had a 13-year-old boy once tell me. He goes, you know what the Mets stand for? I'm like, boy, I've heard this same joke a thousand and one times, so that's what I'm rocking in the Bronx in my sleeping bag. I'm going out with my boys and Queens. So
3: you can have a Mets-themed sleeping bag? Yeah. <laughs> Pace, you know fifth. what?
2: I'm down with the, the vampires. Fuck the Bronx. <laughs> I said
3: <it>. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All good. I love it. Okay, so Pumpkin, I'm sure you remember it. Michael, I'm sure you remember it. Remember when you were growing up and, you know, you can maybe have a sleepover. You remember hanging out with your friends. But you go to Blockbuster. You got to rent some movies. So the three of us, we're having a cousin sleepover. We go to Blockbuster. We're renting Vampires vs. the Bronx because this is before Netflix. We got the movie in our hand, and we see a sign when we get to the front where you got to pay. And it says, rent two movies, get one free. And I say, guys, we're going to stay up all night. We're going to watch three movies. I'll stay at the counter. I'm going to send the both of you to pick one movie out in this Blockbuster to rent as well. And we're going to do a triple header tonight. So, I don't know who wants to go first, but pick one movie that you would watch along with Vampires vs. the Bronx.
0: I'm just going to go with, you know, just because it's a vampire. And the only thing I can think of growing up that's similar is going to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Ooh. The movie or
3: the Why show? Why you stealing all my shit? Oh, God. Like the Sarah Michelle Gellar show. Oh, Alright, you're going to pick a season but you don't even know? Just pick a random season. Oh, I don't even know. Let's go with the movie, baby. But she's not in the movie. Nah, right? the
2: seasons, the seasons are better. And You know, I know that because my brother loved <laughs> Buffy the Vampire. Oh yeah, Buffy.
3: Come on. So we're gonna we're gonna
2: pick Angel. A... Come on. There was a spinoff.
3: <laughs> we're gonna pick some random season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that we're gonna watch as well. Wait, I feel like it would go well though with Vampires vs. the Bronx. It feels like it has a similar tone. So pumpkin, what do you got?
2: I'm. Uh, I definitely have Asuka. There's one, yeah, sugar. You got to pick one. one. Is it Dominican-
3: Oh, it's only one. Yeah, because he's with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Yeah, I'm going with that. But there's another f- sugar Asuka,
3: Dude. which is uh, a movie about a Dominican baseball player. Surprise! No, no other Bronx movies. Bronx Tale, Rumble in the Bronx. No. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Bronx Tale was a great one. You want to go hmm. B- Bronx Tale over Buffy? You stick him with Buffy. If you if you give want to, I'll I'll, I'll I'll it's I'll, I'll give you day here. yes, I'll give you each two then. So all right, so you're gonna go Buffy and uh, Bronx movie, Bronx Tale,
2: Bronx Tale and Buffy all the way.
3: All right, cool. I'll give you two this time. So you got to pick another one then. I
2: have to pick another one now.
3: Sugar, but you were gonna say another.
2: I know, but I was trying to find it. I don't. I, I like Sugar because it's going with this movie in the Dominican culture. Like Sugar is a story of a baseball. A minor league baseball player who ends up just, you know, running his course and doesn't make it to the major leagues and <clears throat> that journey.
3: Depressing movie. Uh,
2: no, what? it's a freaking great movie, and it's a, it's a story about, like, a real story.
3: You gotta pick another one. You gave him another one.
2: I gave it to him because he was a new guest. I gotta pick another one? Then go watch Benchwarmers, because that's another Dominican <laughs> story.
3: It's a one Dominican <laughs> movie, okay. So Benchwarmers. Not warmers. a real story, but... Benchwarmers, okay. So... <laughs> I love it, I love it. Okay, so, you know, thank you guys so much. I wonder how short this cut's gonna be because we got a lot of audio. This was a long recording, but hopefully I can cut this down to something that people will actually listen to. Appreciate both of you coming on. You know, since Pumpkin, since you've been on before, you're the veteran, why don't you tell people where the follow you find you or anything like that? And then Ugh. Michael, after him, just say where they can find you and tell them, please, about your, your pop-up.
2: Well, you already know, because you my peoples, you my slumberers. We all rolled down in the same sleeping bags, you know, my uh, Sasquatch sleeping bag from the last episode that I was was on. You know where to find me, dirty underscore Dominican on Instagram. That's where I'm really mainly at
3: if I'm on anything. All right, Michael, where can people follow you and where can people follow your pop-up as well?
0: So same thing here. We're on Instagram, uh, Michael underscore Conrad underscore again. That's my personal page there. If you want some good Dominican food, the only Dominican food here in Dallas, then you're going to follow picadera underscore DFW. Come check us out. That's where we're at on uh, social media.
3: Well, I appreciate you guys coming on once again. Cousins, a little cousin reunion here. Dominican cousin reunion. Does anyone want to give it like a que lo que? Or what do you want to to give?
2: I'll say this, though. If you want to just see what real Dominican... Street food is about definitely uh, go look at my cousin's Instagram. And yeah, que lo que (laughs) ya (laughs) tú sabes.
0: Gracias, mi hermano. Que lo que
3: wow huge high school slumber party thank you to my cousins pumpkin and michael for hopping on and having this awesome chat i had a blast talking with them i hope you had a blast listening to our little family cousin chat a lot of a dominican talk today a lot of personal talk today but i hope you liked it i mean again i love doing this show and this is one of the reasons i get to talk to people i love people i love spending time with people who are passionate about what they do, the movies they watch, and yeah, my cousins are no exception with their passion. You could see that. So I want to once again thank Pumpkin and Michael for hopping on and check out their social media, check out Michael's pop-up, check out whatever Pumpkin does on his social media. But <laughs> And again, thank you so much today. Yeah, that was a labor of love. I had to pull audio from various different places to make it work. Hope it wasn't too bad. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't don't fall asleep yet. I know you're curled into that sleeping bag. I know you're ready to go to bed. I know your eyes are super heavy. But I have some weekend homework I need to assign you. And it is to watch a classic. This is the Cage Club Podcast Network for a reason. It's named after Nicolas Cage. And we have a Nicolas Cage film. The film is called Valley Girl. Hey.
0: Besides, it's totally gnarly
2: birth <laughs> control. <laughs> I really can't stand it. Okay, so he's awesome. <laughs> Valley Girl. She's out there somewhere. This is the story of a boy from Hollywood who never dreamed the girl he'd want most was down here.
1: I'll stop the world. Hello. Hello. Who
2: invited you?
3: Oh wow! You mean you have to be invited? That explains it. What? Well, everyone is dressed See, if I had been invited, I wouldn't know this was a costume party.
1: Right.
3: <laughs> it's the story of a girl
1: from the valley who never dreamed she'd ever be seen with a boy from over here.
3: It's like I'm not getting out of this car! All right, but when they attack the car, save the radio.
2: So when can I see you again? I'm here with you now. I know. This is the story of Randy and Julie, the way they come together
1: and the people who try to pull them apart.
2: Like, don't you think they have parties over there? Oh, where? At the zoo?
1: This geek that she's with could scar her for life. Come can... oh, for life?
0: If you think she's confused, You should see her father.
2: I'm together now. Be right there.
3: (laughs) Julie's cool. Randy's hot. She's from the valley.
2: He's not. Valley Girl.
1: Bitch, and is this in 3D? No, but your face is. i the world i you I'll stop the, world. You've seen the difference, and it's getting better all the time.
3: So that's your homework over the weekend to watch Valley Girl, and of course, to come back this Monday to the Slumber Party. We have two amazing guests, our two most tenured guests this year in High School Slumber Party. That's right. It's a Hudson 5 film. Kate Hudson will be back. And you know it's a party when Kate Hudson's on High School Slumber Party. That's for sure. And guess what? Mike Manzi will be here too. He's been on so many episodes. I can't believe I was able to get both of them on the same episode. And let's just say I went two bottles of wine into that one. It's going to be a fun edit over the weekend, that's for sure. But check that out on Monday. One more thing, class participation is a huge part of your grade. So participate on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, High School Slumber Party. Life moves pretty fast, guys. And if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Let me leave you with another song off this soundtrack. El Alfa, El Jefe. Ooh, see, is the song <laughs> oh one more thing hall of fame voting is underway thanksgiving weekend be ready for the first ever high school slumber party hall of fame induction ceremony later dudes no en gente siga boyando
2: Usi, blo, e copeti bereta, usi, blo, e con peti beretta, uusi, blo, eco peti bereta. Al que se pase, le partimos su cabeza. Usi, blow, e competi vereta. Usi, blow, eco, peti veretta. Usi, blow, eco peti bereta. Al que se pase, le partimos su cabeza. Al que se pase, le partimos su cabeza. Yo soy puro tabaco y cigarrillo, tú quieres que yo dé un plomazo, yo no me encaquillo, la rabia me corre por la vena con doble mezquillo, en tu cuerpo te vaciamos do cage caquillo, se me metió el barro, se me metió en la serie, yo no te conozco que tú aito quién tú eres, todo el mundo quiere grabar conmigo, ponte mi cadena finita como los y volando alto no te ves único lupa, contando 25 millones, no me interrumpas, la boca con la gloss esta puta. You still here? It's over. Go home.
1: Go.